ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner here with you. Jamie, Vince McMahon has lost his mind. This. Don't do this. Is. No. The XFL Podcast. So... Can I just change the name right now? We can sure. We can be our sure. XFL podcast. Sure. Are we just going to rebrand ourselves as the XFL website? Yes. Okay. We're going. We're reimagining oh. our podcast, Chris. Are we also going to reimagine FRSLam.com? Yeah, we're going to reimagine. We're going to listen to you, the fans, and you, the media, to tell us how to run our football league. Okay. I would like. Where should we start? I, think, I don't even massive... know where we should start. There's so much to break down. The, the top of the show. Vince McMahon is absolutely crazy. He's he's jumped the shark. Oh, he's nuts. This is this is going to be a colossal failure. Uh, However, I am all for this. Agreed. I am all for this. Now, here's what we know, and I'll be honest, we didn't learn a whole lot about what the XFL is actually going to be during this press conference, except the fact that it is going to be called the XFL and it is going to be a football league. He mentioned that there are going to be they're going to conservatively start with 8 teams, 10 game season, and then a playoffs that have 4 teams with two semifinal games and a championship game, to which, of course, the natural reaction to everybody's uh, on, on sports Twitter was the XFL needs to expand their playoff. Because, of course, they did, because they're the Internet. Yes, that, that was the first joke I thought of, but then I didn't say it. 40-man uh, rosters. 40-man roster, 10-game regular season. Interesting. Uh, I, I, with that format, I don't think there's anything wrong with that format. Um, I'm trying to think of where they're going to come up with these 320 players, if I did my math correct. Eight teams, Eight 40 players, 40 320. 320. Yeah. Uh, so good. By the way, that's gonna be a lot of. There's gonna be some two-way players. Yeah, so they're gonna have to be. I mean, injuries are gonna happen. I, I, I'm curious to see who they can get to headline. Well, their they, player class. They, they can't get anybody who has a criminal background because that was one of the other things we learned that nobody with a criminal record or anything on their criminal record uh, will be able to play. Uh, that and the immediate reaction was, well, there goes Johnny Manziel. There has been a clarification made, and Darren Ravel, who has now changed his Twitter account to Dan Ravel, because during the press conference, Vince called it Darren Ravel of ESPN, Dan Ravel, that Johnny Menzel has not been uh, completely th- ruled out for the XFL. And I think that points to a larger point of what Vince McMahon said during the day, of that they are going to listen to the fans. They may say today that they don't want players with a criminal record, but if the fans want Johnny Menzel in the league... I think Vince is going to give them Johnny Manziel. It's an interesting dynamic because when he said that, now, by the way, he leaked that information to ESPN uh, before the press conference, yeah, it was a but story also up. reiterated it at the press conference. It's an interesting play because I, I was very curious, and, and we talked about this before the press conference, what was going to be their selling point? What is your selling point? Because, yes, I knew he was going to rehash the... You know, football goes away for a long time, and we need to fill that void. I knew he was going to rehash that. I knew he was going to rehash out that we're going to be different. But I went, how are we going to be different? What are you presenting? Are you presenting a flag football league? 
Are you presenting a league that doesn't care about all of the, the, the social environment that we live in and, and head injuries and we're just going to be 1960s football and we're not going to give a damn what anybody else thinks? What were they going to be? And I came away from that press conference, even though there were very few concrete details, with thinking, okay, he mentioned the phrase family-friendly. Family-friendly football. Oh, PG football? Like he does the PG I wrestling mean, product? Family-friendly. So I talk about this, uh, that he wants it to be family-friendly, mm-hmm. which involves the no players with criminal records, and he wants it to be faster in game time. He wants it to be shorter game time. He also said it was going to be fast-paced action on the field. I went back and listened to the press conference again. He also mentions that as well. So I look at this as he is saying, we're going to have a league with fewer commercial breaks or shorter commercial breaks. There's going to be less downtime between plays, less downtime between possessions, less downtime between the first half and the second half. He's three different times mentioned that they might just get rid of halftime. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, I, I, and then he wanted to get the games to two hours. He felt that a two-hour window yep. for his product yep. was best. Yeah, and, and of course, as they do, as all wrestling fans do, they reacted rational to that comment. I saw. I can't even tell you how many. Oh, two hours is the perfect time for your product, huh, Vince? Two hours is the perfect time for your product. I'm going to be the the Debbie Downer of the group here. The only reason why they have three hours. It's because USA wanted three hours and paid them for three hours. Exactly. Vince doesn't want a three-hour wrestling show. Correct. Triple Nobody H does. doesn't want a three-hour wrestling said show. It. He okay. Is, Triple H just flat out said it. If they got the Fox deal and they got enough money and they could be on primetime Fox and go to two hours, Vince would absolutely sign on the dotted line today. Okay. He would. Oh, well, he's. I guess technically not allowed to sign on the dotted line today because they can't sign a new new contract. But you, you get the point that I'm making. And that was one of the big things was that he wants the game to be quicker and. And, Jamie, I don't want to get too much into this. I, I do think we should talk about it. There, there was, despite Vince saying that there were going to be no politics at play here, there was some politics at play in this, in this, in this press conference. And he took questions, which I thought was a big surprise. I, I was uh, intrigued, and I, and I was comforted by the fact that he was willing to confront a lot of the big elephants in the room, a lot of the questions that were going to be thrown his way, and he answered them. Um, I thought that you and I watched the press conference together. The, the one thing that you and I both took away right away was he has learned from the mistakes the first time. Yes. This does not mean this is going to succeed, but he has learned from the mistakes that made it a failure the first the time. First, the first piece of information that he gave us that I said, all right, this stands a better chance than XFL 1.0, was he was specifically asked about WWE crossover from announcers to wrestlers to anything. And he unequivocally undoubtedly point blank no room for interpretation no nope. said there will be no crossover between WWE and the XFL and went as far as to say that this might be one of the very rare times you even see Vince McMahon out in front of the public with the XFL he was also asked this is the wrestling side of this for a second he was asked will this change his position inside WWE from a creative standpoint he said nope not at all I will still be the CEO and the chairman of the board of WWE and my day-to-day tasks will not change he said multiple times throughout this press conference he is going to hire football people and put them in positions to make these types of decisions Jamie, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if this is going to succeed. We got two years to worry about it. He won the press conference today. He said all of the right things that make you think this is going to be a success. He did. The press conference was exactly what it needed to be. He 
indirectly acknowledged a couple of the key issues that the XFL 1.0, as I'm going to call it, had in his answers of what was not going to happen in 2.0. We learned more about what will not be happening in this XFL than we did about what will be happening. And, and he, made it, he made it clear off the bat. We have two years to get this right. We're not trying to get this right in a few months like we did last time. Uh, we have two years to get this right. In reality, is they probably have closer to a, a little over a year to get this right. Uh, he was poked and prodded about potential cities, about potential names. He was not willing to disclose any of that because I don't think they know yet. And I don't think they're. The, I don't even think they're far enough along in negotiations yet to nope. even competently say uh, a city. And they also talked. But he did. He did say that you want to go and play football where football is played, indicating that. They want to go to NFL stadiums or college. They want to be in football stadiums. He said, if we have to go to a baseball stadium, if that's the best option, we can do that as well. Yeah. they're gonna Look, the XFL is not going to be building stadiums across the United States. No, nobody's building a stadium for the XFL. No. Not, not, there's a negative. There's a better chance they build a building for me to play Madden in than they are to build well, a stadium uh, for XFL. Okay. Nah, that's a little. <laughs> um, it's not happening. I was also interested to see, and he confronted this head-on, the national anthem protests. And he did not commit to anything, but he certainly made it very clear that more than likely there is going to be a rule in the XFL that's going to make players stand for the national anthem. And whatever your position on that is, Jamie and I are not going to uh, get into that here in, f in full detail on, that, on this show. It's not what we do here. That's going to certainly... Uh, make this a bit of a divided issue, uh, the XFL and what it is. Here's the point that I didn't even mention to you, Jamie, but I thought about afterwards, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch a little bit into the political realm. I'm going to dip my toe in the water here so you can okay. stop me if I go too far. The XFL is going to start in what, January, February of 2020? Yes. Do you know what's going to happen that year? A presidential what? election. Yes. So if, and a lot of people think, and he was even asked about the support of the president on this, if he is banking on the, the presidential supporters supporting this league, who knows what the political landscape might be in 2020. Yeah, I'm not even going to pretend to guess what it's going to look like because it's very different now than it was two years ago. And two years from now, it may look very different. That. But right, if he was going to start this league right now and he would base it on, we want good players, we don't care about politics, we don't care about social issues, you're going to stand for the national anthem. If you started it today and you had all the lead time you needed, I think there's a chance because there are a lot of people that are fed up with the way the NFL is. Who knows what people are going to care about in two years? Here's what I believe they are banking on. That the anthem issue, no matter which way you fall on it, is a non-issue two years from now. It's just it's something that is in the background. I agree with that about. sentiment as well. Because no matter what decision they make, you are alienating a large portion of your audience. And I think that was why he was so cryptic today and not committing to anything because I think in two years it, he doesn't know what the rule is going to be. And Because it, it's interesting because it, it has taken a very – I know this is – by the way, we'll get into some wrestling later in the show. But this is going to be a heavy, heavy XFL podcast. You're welcome. And sports. So I, I hope that you like sports too. Or you the like NFL, Vince failing. True. The NFL has taken, understandably so – the vast majority of the heat and the praise, wherever you fall on this political spectrum, because honestly, this part doesn't matter because there are, there are a lot of people on both sides. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about this from a business perspective. They have taken the heat almost in its entirety for the anthem. The NBA has rules about standing for the anthem. They took heat for about four days. Yeah. Nobody's talked about it again. Nope. MLB had one player 
that made a decision they were, he was going to kneel for the anthem. It was talked about for a couple days, went away. Mm-hmm. The NHL had a player that didn't kneel but raised his fist in the air in the preseason during the anthem. It was talked about for a day, and it went away. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, because this is another football league, if it's going to be more looked at more like the NFL is looked at, or if it's going to be looked at like some of the other sports leagues. The NFL is where this started and where the, this is being heavily scrutinized. I wonder if that carries over. However, if they do engage in contract talks at any stage with Colin Kaepernick, this will be an issue. For somebody in somewhere on one side or the other, this will become an issue for them again. And he was asked, in particular, they asked him, would Colin Kaepernick be... That's about three names. Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, and Johnny, and Johnny Manziel. Manziel. And Kaepernick was the one where he had multiple questions asked specifically right. about and, Colin Kaepernick. And he did, in the first question, when he was asked about those three guys, he said, if Tim Tebow would want to play for the XFL, we would love to have him. Now, as the Mets fan in the room, uh, Vince, you can have him. Okay, I'm I'm very okay with you taking uh, Tim Tebow away from his uh, minor league baseball uh, dreams to to play quarterback in your league again. Then a follow up was asked to him about Colin Kaepernick, and he said point blank, if any any player, Colin Kaepernick or otherwise, signs up and follows the rules of the XFL, they are more than welcome to play. So basically, saying if Colin Kaepernick wants to play and he's willing to follow the rules that we have set forth for every player, not just him but for every player. We will welcome him with open arms. Now, you sign Colin Kaepernick, whether he stands or kneels for the anthem, you're gonna buzz is going to be generated. Whether there's a rule or whether there's not, if you sign Colin Kaepernick, there is going to be controversy. There's going to be a conversation. So I think from that perspective, you have to ask yourself, does Vince and company, whatever this group looks like, do they steer into controversy to generate buzz? Because i got to be honest with you, Jamie. There's a lot of buzz about this today. This is, is everywhere. The local sports radio station in town spent half of their first hour of their show today talking about the XFL. And, you know, we went back to why did they make the announcement today. This is some conversation we hadn't, didn't have on the air. We had off the air mm-hmm. this morning. And, and this is one of those reasons because you're in Pro Bowl week. And if you want, if you want to throw something out there... This is a good week to do it because there's not a lot else going on. Vince Except owned, for now that Christian Yelich got traded. Vince owned the sports stage today. He, he owns it. He did. And as I, as I look at the league, I, I get the sense that he is trying to sell, as you put it, the PG version of football. That he's trying to strike a balance between – and it's interesting because – I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to. There is a lot of crossover between people who are upset at what Colin Kaepernick and others have chosen to do at the anthem and also upset that the NFL game has lost some of its violence. There's a lot of crossover there. Yes. And vice versa, a lot of the people that are screaming that the NFL is is dying and the NFL needs to take care of its players more and they need to be worried about head hits – there's a lot of crossover between them and people who are supporting Colin Kaepernick. They fall on similar sides of the political spectrum. The NFL, the NFL hasn't been able to find that middle ground yet. And the XFL, based on the conversation that was had in this, in this press conference setting, they seem to just be doing the opposite. They're literally just doing a mirror image of where they're going to take a hard stance on Kaepernick's standing – or mm-hmm. player standing. Correct. But they're going to take the other side of we want to be safer. 
So I must think that's a big enough group of people that they can they can tap into. And I'm very interested to see what that crossover is and what that mold what that gets molded into. I want to see, you know, how do they hold more focus groups? Do they see okay what how can they find? Because I, I the thing that really stood out to me is shorter games. And getting rid of the dead time. So here, can, can I can I expand really on that point? Appealed to me as a millennial. Okay, can I expand on that point for a second? Because honestly, when you look at people who are upset at Kaepernick kneeling for the anthem and other players kneeling for the anthem, that doesn't really align with millennials who want shorter games. That Venn diagram, those don't cross. Those are two distinct demographics. Okay, I mean, let's just let's just be honest. They're making XFL seems to be making a concerted effort to try to find a middle ground that the NFL has not been able to find. And I don't know if they're going to be successful or not. I don't think they're going to be successful, but I don't think it has anything to do with the anthem protests. No, I just mean, but the I'm talking strictly because of the audience they are reaching, and I think they have. It just it's. it's I'm just trying to figure out who are they. They can say all they want. Everybody, no. Who are you targeting your league for? You are making specific choices at some point in your process of where we are targeting our league. I, Right now, and I can't pinpoint that because there are things where I say, "Well, you're really playing towards this political spectrum and this type of NFL fan." Correct. Then there's other things that are played to the complete opposite of the political spectrum and the complete opposite type of NFL fan. And And I don't know if that's going to alienate both sides or bring both sides together. They're trying to get the best of both worlds. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to get a sliver of both. That's what they're trying to do. I wonder if that's going to work. My thought is, is you're more likely to alienate everybody than to get everybody to come together because I think that's human nature. True. Particularly in this day and age. True. Maybe I'm wrong. The thing I will add, and I don't see anybody, and I mean anybody talking about this. Do you remember the video package they played at the beginning? Which, and the end. Which, yes. by the way, was very similar to the pacing of the WWE 2K18 video, which yes. I don't know why that stood out in my head, but it did. There was discussing of Gaming. Well, they did say WWE. Well, yes. Fantasy mm-hmm. and betting. Yes. That wasn't talked about at all during the press conference, but you want to know what three things interest me the most? Those, Those three. three. things. And interesting is they talked about, th- th- there were different like thoughts that ran through my head. One of them was, they talked about interactivity of, of their game. What if there was a, a fan vote on whether or not a player got traded? What if, what if fans got to vote on? Here's the trade that these two teams worked out because everybody's gonna be owned by the league, which they said they're doing. They're not gonna no be individual franchises. franchises. Nope. They're all gonna be owned by the league. What if a trade is worked out between the the general manager of, of whatever you want to call that position, and fans got to actually vote whether that trade happened or not? That would be awesome. That is, I mean, what if this is this almost becomes a let a, a live sports league? Let's play. What, if, what wow. if that is the angle in which they are going with this? What if they basically say, you're gonna, like, just like a let's play, you're not playing the game. The players are playing the game. You're not coaching the game. Although maybe, maybe you do do more. You get to call the first play of the game. The NFL tried that for a little bit. Um, not in the regular season, but in like the Pro Bowl. What if this is basically a real-life let's play? And, and, and if this is hosted on uh, Twitch? That was exactly where Facebook I was going. Watch, yep. Twitter? Any other of these social media platforms? Maybe that's your crossover. Maybe you were saying, honestly, we're not going to focus on the older demographic. Now, if they're on network television, they're going to have to. Maybe we're going to focus on, we're going to basically create millennial football. (laughs) It's a good play. 
And maybe I don't that's, hate it. Maybe that's an avenue they explore. Because if, if I'm thinking about this, I, I mean, this this let's play concept, I think is extremely intriguing. Uh, because you're not going to be able to match the NFL in terms of the play on the field. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. But what you can do is say, okay, you might get a, a football, but it's going to cost you three, three and a half hours or four hours on Saturdays. What if we give you B minus football, but it takes up less of your time? And you feel like you can sit here and watch a game and not have to dedicate your entire afternoon to it. What if what I could say is, yes, we might not be able to give you the best quality of football, but you control what happens. You can pick a play in the first half. You can pick the first play of the second half. You can decide whether players get traded or not. You can decide if we sign this free agent or not. What if you turn this into the largest interactive, interactive football simulation game in the world but with real players, and it plays out in front of you whatever day, assuming they do it on Sundays, whatever day of the week they choose. They did say that they want to play their games on Sundays. Again, keep, keep people in that rhythm. That's not a bad idea. People are used to watching football on Sundays. Give them football on Sundays. I'll tell you one thing. I like that idea a lot. I like that idea a lot. I'll do you one better, Jim. You didn't even bring this up when your whole big diatribe there. You didn't even bring up the fact that the fans could vote on what jerseys you wear for a game. Are you kidding me? That would be excellent. Are you kidding me with Jersey the, combinations. Yeah. With the way we react to jerseys now as a society... You're telling me that fans wouldn't love to vote I would have a on the fan, jersey? Fan vote on what the primary jerseys would even be. Yeah, leading into it, I think it, their best chance, in my estimation, and again, I know they have market researchers and they're going to do a lot of stuff, and they're going to be—they're going to have access to more information than you and I are going to have. True. But as I sit here today, I think their best chance of being successful is being completely different than the NFL. And how can you be completely different? You literally are the fans' league. You are fantasy football in real life. That's that is the play. what you are. That's the play. And basically say, this is your league. Uh-huh. Roger Goodell doesn't listen to you. Nor doesn't listen to you. We do. This is your league. I want you, you, you can come to our game to sit in the stands and download our XFL app. And you can, and whoever gets the, and you can vote on plays. And you can vote on jerseys. Or you can do it from home. But you, you have all of these things that you can do and basically turn this into a live stream. And I think that would be excellent because instead, because what happens there is you can maybe even tune into a game. Oh, I missed the first half, but you know what? I can still affect the game in the second half. I, I, I can still affect what is happening on the field. I don't need to be there for all two hours even. I think that's incredibly interesting. I have no idea if that would work, but I think that it is it's so different than any other sports league that I am aware of. Now, I'm talking about esports leagues. I'm talking about just physical on the field sports leagues mm-hmm. and saying, we're going to create a fantasy football environment. We're going to create a Madden environment in real life. Pre-game, what jerseys are we wearing? You tell us what jerseys we're wearing. What's our first play call? Maybe at the start of the season, you know, I, and in that case, you still let coaches coach. It's one play or two plays a game. Jersey combination, who cares? It doesn't affect your coach's ability to coach. No. So you're still giving them the, that ego trip that they need. You're also, also you're by not the getting way, Bill Parcells. coaches that aren't trying just to get back into the NFL. Good coaches that would actually be personalities. Right, you're not getting Bill Parcells no. to be a coach of the XFL where he's really caring about winning and losing. Yes, you need a coach that fits your league that's not just looking at it as a stepping stone. Correct. I think that would be incredibly interesting. That would be an incredibly fascinating social experiment. I would call up, I would call up Twitch, see if you can come to an agreement there. We want an entire interactive football league. (laughs) That, to me, makes more sense than trying to compete with the NFL because you're never going to do it. No, but if you do it in this case, you're competing against nobody. And you know what? If it doesn't work, you say, look, we tried. 
but there are enough elements that have worked in other areas of life or other areas of gaming or other areas of streaming content services that tells me that maybe that stands a chance. Right, and and the other, and that was why the gaming fantasy and betting aspect of that intro was so appealing to me. It was why I was so intrigued by, you know, that whole aspect of things because there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of room for opportunity for for them to be different, for them to be unique. Think about Daily Fantasy, Daily Fantasy XFL, uh, Fantasy XFL. I mean, they talked about making trades uh, uh, in that opening video package. By the way, Johnny Manziel just tweeted, oh man, I'm not eligible for the XFL. Looks like I've got to go back to my backup plan and apply at Barstool Sports. Johnny Menzel, I need as the starting quarterback for whatever franchise. Is he going to go to the, uh, the CFL or Wyoming? No. That's, that's still up in the air, right? He's not happening. Uh, they offered him a contract. He hasn't signed it yet to keep his rights. I think the Hamilton Tiger Cats, whatever they I are. need someone to get me in front of Vince. I need to pitch this idea. I mean, Vince, you, just go to the website. Tweet at him. Vince, you should make an interactive fan, uh, football league. Uh, uh, by the way, this is your reminder uh, for the fourth time on the show. Vince McMahon is insane for doing this, by the way. Just because Jamie and I went down this path of this great idea... This is still insane. And it's not going to affect anything for WWE. He said he's still in charge. Uh, there's a picture going around on the internet of Triple H from his official Instagram account watching from the production truck Vince make his XFL yeah. announcement. And uh, one of the captions I saw thrown around was, when you're waiting to just take over WWE. That's and it's so Triple crazy. H looking at Vince doing the announcement. Um, I thought Vince did a very good job of winning the press conference. I thought he said all of the right things to quell uh, at least the concerns I had about it just being XFL Part 2 and just doing some of the same things. Um, the two-hour thing I think is going to be a big play to millennials, and I think it's going to work. Um, he talked about it being on mobile devices, on the big screen, anything in between, you're going to be able to have it. And he also you know, was very open about safety being a priority for them. Yes. That's important. Yes. Which is a much different cry from the first XFL. Yes, which was no fair catches. Right. You know, we, we basically saying the NFL players are wussies and and they're not they're not as strong as they used to be and that was, it was very it was much more of a we're we're so much manlier and macho than you. That's that not- was XFL 1.0. That is not the product he's selling now. The product he's selling now more mirrors the product that he's putting on in WWE. Like that they're they're mirroring each other. The Attitude Era version of the XFL is a whole lot different than the PG Era of the XFL. Yep. I I am not – I've seen a lot of negativity about this. A lot of people saying this isn't going to work, this is going to fail, and you and I both kind of don't think this is going to work. If I, if I were a betting man, I would not invest my life savings in this league succeeding. But, however I'm – on, I'm on the train. I I'm also want to see I'm on the what train. the final product looks like. Because if, if you come to me, and again, I understand this was an idea that I came up with on the show, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to like the thoughts I have in my head more than other people's. I get it. That's human nature. But if you come to me with that business plan of what I kind of laid out, I would say, you know what? This might have a chance because it's I agree so vastly different than anything else out there. You're not going to come off as a cheap knockoff of the NFL. People love, ex- people love interactive experiences. They just do. And now more than ever. Right. And I, I think uh, – I don't want it – if it comes off as this, this is NFL light, ain't going to work. Ask TNA. If you come off as WWE light or NFL light, it's not going to work. If you genuinely go out there and put out a different product than people are used to seeing and you are innovative and on the cutting edge of what's happening, you have a chance to succeed. Yep, and you can have a great idea and it not work. That, that, I mean that happens often. Mm-hmm. But you have a chance to succeed. Uh, he also mentioned um, 
the fact that, look, team names, anything like jerseys and nicknames on the back, like he hate me and all that kind of stuff, uh, they're up in the air. They have not made any decisions one way or the other. They're still in the very early stages of this. But Vince made one thing very clear, and I don't, and it's going to be up to you personally whether or not you believe him. I tend to believe him. He was asked whether or not the 30 for 30 reignited this idea. And he said, no, he's thought about this for a very long time. That basically, and I saw a quote in the ESPN story, basically from the moment the last XFL ended, he wanted to try it again. So my answer to do I believe him is yes and no. Uh, I believe, because people have talked about this that have been close to him, and I can't remember if it was Jim Ross or Triple H, but that Vince McMahon, two years ago actually, was on one of the podcasts I was listening to, he said that, oh yeah, Vince McMahon wants to do this again. Like he wants to start the XFL and he says don't, and this person said don't count him out. Like he might actually do that again. And so this has been something I've heard for a while from people close to Vince. Vince still believes that he could successfully run a football league. I am sure when his – so he those wheels were already spinning. And it was one of those things where you just need a spark. You just need just a little spark to get that going. Uh, not a little bit of rocket fuel, Dixie, but a little spark. That was Hulk Hogan. I love those references. That was Hulk Hogan, I, I think. No, no, it was Dixie to Hogan. And, you know, just uh, that yeah. little spark. But you see that little spark to kind of get that going in it. And I'm sure during the production of the 30 for 30. That was it. And talking with Dick Ebersol and looking back at those moments and reliving that probably made him go, you know what, now's the time. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for an excuse. Now I have one. Let's do it. So, no, did the, did the 30 for 30 cause this to happen? No. But it, I believe it might have been just a little bit of spark for what it was already building up in his mind for 15 years. I want to do one thing. You and I criticized Vince McMahon for his, his decisions in terms of wrestling and booking decisions pretty much every day on this show, right? That's what we do. I have to give Vince McMahon the person, not the businessman, not the booker of a wrestling promotion, Vince McMahon the person, a lot of credit here. It takes a lot. And I saw somebody put this out. I, I forget where it was. It takes a lot to look at your biggest failure in the eye and say, I'm going to conquer you. Let's do this again. That takes a lot. He's also putting $100 million of his own money behind it, which apparently did not clear with Linda. He kind of – I don't know if he was joking at the end, but he was yeah, asked. Yeah, a good friend Justin Barrasso got the last three questions at the press conference. And he uh, did ask, did you clear this with Linda? And he said no and kind of gave a little smirk towards the camera. Uh, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage to, to stare something that has – tarnished your public reputation outside of the wrestling world, right? Because inside the wrestling world, no matter what we say of Vince, we always view him as a visionary. In the sports world, he is viewed as a failure because of the XFL. No matter what he does, whether it's WWE films or whatever it is, I have heard this said constantly. And one of the big champions is Bob Costas. Everything Vince McMahon has tried outside of WWE has been a failure. And that, that, that sentence has been said numerous times for 15 years. This was said when he was launching XFL the first time. As I knock my headphones on the table. That's a good professional there, Jamie. This was said. professional. This was said when he launched the XFL the first time. Was you failed at everything that was in WWE. Your restaurant failed. XFL failed. Everything else failed. And at some point. That again. You, you've created an amazing entity. That is profitable beyond anybody's he, wildest dreams. He's been a billionaire multiple times in his life. But he still has this one thing that people keep holding over his head, that he, he, has, he can't do this. He hasn't been able to. He's been a failure at this. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that eats at him. Yeah. It's the same, it's same logic I use where I still think Nick Saban would take an NFL job if the right opportunity. Because it still bothers him that he hasn't been able to see that. When there. you are so good at something, 
When you have that kind of drive that got, that gets people of that mentality to the places they're at, they don't like to be failures and they don't like to leave any stone unturned. Think about John Gruden, for example. Yes. He successful, won a Super Bowl, left, went to do the the broadcasting, but when that football itch was there and the opportunity, you know, seized itself, he looked at it and said, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to succeed at this. They're just people that have that competitive drive. Now, it was different in Gruden's case because he had success. He won a Super Bowl. He was at the top. And for Saban and, and Vince, it's, it's a little different. But when you have that competitive drive, you always have that competitive drive. And, and Vince has, has been that way. Uh, uh, Jamie, I don't when – I, when I walked in here today and we were calling today XFL Day, I did not know what to expect when that press conference started. I left the press conference being more confident in the XFL's ability to succeed than I did when the idea first came about, what, a couple of months ago when we heard about Alpha Entertainment and everything? Yeah. I'm, I'm more confident. I'm still probably like 10%, but I am more confident than I was two months ago. Based on, I thought Vince won the press conference. I thought Vince said all of the right things. He addressed a lot of the failures from the original XFL. That was very important. He made it clear that WWE is a separate entity from the XFL, which I think is also important. Extremely and, important. And I thought he said all the right things. Uh, guys, just buckle up for the ride here. I yes. mean, you, this is, I don't I'm know. Opti- I, I've increased optimistic. I'm not going to say confidence. I'm going to say I've increased optimism. I have no idea what's going to come of this. I have no idea. Do they even mention it on WWE television? Uh, on the television, no. Uh, obviously, they mention it from their account. From their Twitter account. From yeah. their Twitter account. Um, they do have it as in a premium spot on their site right now. New XFL kicks off in 2020. It's not the main photo, but it's just under the main Hashtag photo. XFL 2020 is yes. what the hashtag that they used. Uh, Jimmy, you want to talk about some actual wrestling? Yeah, we probably should talk about a little bit of wrestling. What do you right? want to talk about? I don't know. Ronda Rousey uh, telling yeah, TMZ Sports. Yeah, let's talk about this because we, we did some investigative capital J journalism. And I don't want to call out TMZ, but I thought we did a better job than they did. Yeah, we did. So somebody this morning, TMZ reporter, uh, I, I use the term ambush because that's what it is. Ambushed Ronda Rousey at the airport to interview her. And they use reporter. A reporter also is a loose term. And to ask Ronda about the Royal Rumble. Also, this this journalist couldn't say the words Royal Rumble for whatever reason. It took him like four tries to say it. I don't know what was going on. So she was like, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad of all the support, but I'm actually going to Columbia to film Mile 22, I think is the movie that she's doing with Mark Wahlberg, and that she's not going to return until mid-February. So basically saying she's not going to be in the Rumble. I immediately looked at you, and I showed you the video, and I said, I don't believe her. She did not do a very good job of convincing me that she's not going to be there on Sunday. I, I still think she's there. I still think she's winning the Rumble. We took it a step further. We did some investigative journalism because nowhere in the story did it mention what airport she was at, where she was going. What terminal she was in. What terminal she was in. And if even that terminal had flights going to Columbia. So we were able to piece together from some of the footage that it looked like she was in Terminal 3. We were able to, we were able to locate a service in that airport. We were, we were really good this morning. A service in that airport. We were able to trace it to only a couple of airports. And, we, and I know that she lives in California. She's married, to, she's married or engaged to Travis Brown? Uh, I have no idea if they've actually had their, their wedding ceremony yet. Well, they are together. Her and the yes. UFC fighter Travis Brown. Uh, so we, we narrowed it down to LAX, and we looked, and LAX, at around that time, had flights going to Columbia with a layover in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. So she could be going to Columbia for the movie. I will not put it past WWE to fly her in for the one night to win the Royal Rumble. I, I, ha- I have this like this, these conflicting stories in my mind. I don't believe she's in the Rumble, but I also don't believe she's not in the Rumble until number 30 comes out. Exactly. It's, I can't help it. I'm, I'm going to be sitting on the couch. And the countdown from 10 to 1 for number 30 is going to be playing. 
And in that moment, I am going to be 100% convinced it's Ronda Rousey. And and the Stephanie being a commentary thing just makes it worse for me. I don't know why she would ever be a commentary for any other reason. Right. She has shown no interest in being on commentary for anything else in this process. I could see her standing in the ring cutting a promo before the match started. I could That, that is right up her alley. But commentary is a this whole is different on. animal. They're doing that for a purpose. Now, it might not be a Rousey purpose, but they're doing this for a storyline at some point. Exactly. And I don't know what that storyline is, but we're going to learn about that on Sunday. Um, Jamie, I don't know if you saw this before we went on the air. PW Insider story. All the charges against Rich Swan were dropped. Okay. Or dismissed, excuse dismissed, me. Dismissed yeah. is the term. Uh, I'm not terribly surprised by that just because in these types of scenarios, especially when it involves issues domestically, uh, there tends to be a, a an amicable solution that's worked out between the two parties involved. And his is it his girlfriend? Is it his wife? It's a significant other. I don't know where they are in their relationship. His significant status. other in the days after the event was very supportive of him on Facebook and on other social media platforms. That, now, that's, take that. That's for, fairly typical right. uh, of just these scenarios. Again, I'm not going to judge one way or the other. I would, it doesn't change what, what happened. Correct. But it does likely mean that he will be back on WWE television soon. Okay. That whatever was, that is worth. That was where I was going with this is, is do you see him returning because those uh, charges were dismissed? Yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's going to be immediate. I think there's a very strong chance he returns. Well, I, how can uh, he, he might come, not? He might not be on TV for a while. How can he come back? Two Five Live doesn't have a general manager yet. Maybe he's a general manager. Maybe he's the general no, manager. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, another piece of news, as we, normally we do on this Thursday, a lot of news here. Uh, this courtesy of Dave Meltzer. Uh, right now, the plan is Ms. Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. So there's your big match that for the That would be Miz. the big match you're looking for. And the, the question that I had was, we were basically in November booking Strowman Triple H. Yeah, now so, that it looks like if they do that, they're going to give Strowman the IC title. Which I'm here for. Don't. Here. They made the mistake with Roman of pushing him too much into the main event scene right away. You've let Strowman dabble. In the, in the title scene, he's gotten close a couple of times. The fans like him, but he keeps failing. He keeps not getting there. Now he can succeed at a lesser belt, go on a tear, put somebody over when he drops the belt. Oh, look at that. You make another star. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that's a, a concept that's lost in WWE, making a new star. And then Strowman can go back on his warpath for the title. What? That's called old school wrestling. And he can make the IC title mean. I mean, it, it still means He can make the things. IC title great again? Yes. Uh, it's still me. I, I like Miz a lot. He he does a lot for that championship belt, but there's a ceiling on what he can do for it. Agreed. When you put the IC belt on a legitimate top guy, and I mean when I say top guy, I mean top two or three in the entire company. When you do that, it changes the equation entirely. Just like the U.S. title did with John Cena when he had it, it changes the people look at it completely differently. And if Braun Strowman is running roughshod over everybody and everybody is gunning to try to get to that IC title, it's going to matter. I just want to let you know, I'm, uh, I'm winning back the Reddit community today with my comments about Ronda Rousey. We're having a, we're having a good Reddit day. Good. You, need, you needed some help on that. We're back up to what? Remember when I last told you? Like negative 79 or something? Well, we had a total. That post in total got minus 25 points, and I was down to 71 comment karma. I made a comment today about Ronda Rousey. I'm up to 138 comment comment. My, my comment has 77 points. There you go. So, because I commented underneath Ronda's video, and I said, so now she is personally denied being in the Rumble, and I still don't believe her. Like, I still think she's in the match. And part of it's because 
Rhonda knows how to work people. Mm-hmm. Rhonda knows if I tell the camera that I'm not going to be there, they Every, might believe me. Everybody just seems a little too deer in headlights when they get asked about it. I mean, again, they, they could be leg- this could all be legit. Yeah. And, and Triple H had a weird we're, answer. We're working ourselves into a shoot, brother, brother, but like... Dash HH. It's... Who, by the way, yeah. was apparently in talks to join the Bullet Club. Yes. Which is nothing surprised me at all. I'm so glad it didn't happen. Yeah, you don't like... I'm not surprised Matt and Nick Jackson have talked ad nauseum about how much they love Hulk Hogan and how much they would like him in the Bullet Club. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but back to the Ronda Rousey thing. I just think everybody has acted... They, they seem to be acting like they have something to hide. And that could just be us overreading it, and honestly, it probably is. But I just get the feeling that they're acting like they have something to hide. But when you get it from multiple people, not just Triple H, but also Ronda and to a certain extent Stephanie, you can understand why we're starting to be like, okay, this is kind of There all... are a lot of things pointing in the Ronda direction. It doesn't mean it's 100% happening. Specifically the sports books. Well, that, that, that's, not, that's not helping. She's been the favorite for weeks. Yes. Now, the smart money probably comes in starting tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see over the weekend if there is well, significant I, I will not be seeing anything. I will. I'm going to, you're going to look? You're going to cheat? I'm not going to look on Sunday. Okay. But I, sun- will, I will probably look Friday and Saturday. Okay, I will as well. I think Sunday's the day where if you don't want things spoiled for you, do not go to those places. Uh, there was a lot of... Do we talk about the interesting prop bets on the show? Yes. Uh, we talked about that on our radio show last night. You but we did go- not do it here. No. Well, there's but, some- but now I'm making go back to listen to that show. All right, fine then. Jamie's not going to let me After tell you. slam but- Twitter account. Okay, that's fine. By the way, did you know that Roman Reigns has had the most eliminations or tied for the most eliminations three of the last four years? Yeah, I know. Because we got to make Roman look strong, Jamie. Got to make Roman look strong. Uh, NXT, Johnny Gargano had another very good match defending his uh, opportunity to fight uh, Andrade Cien Almas. by defeating to, to lose to Cien Almas via, uh, he's Gar- winning. via Ciampa interference. We'll do our uh, predictions tomorrow. We did our predictions. We set them in stone on the radio show last night. So if you want a, a little bit of a sneak peek of that, we'll go more in depth tomorrow when we have a little bit more time. Um... They added a match, Velveteen Dream against Cassius Ono has been added to this takeover card as well, um, which is basically just an excuse to get the Velveteen Dream on the card, which is fine I'm by fine me. With that. Yeah, fine by me. Um, so, so there is that, Jamie. Anything else? This was a very XFL heavy podcast, but you know Vince kind of took over the sports world today. So it was the news it. of the day. I'm sorry. Yep. It, there was I was glued to the screen when I saw it. Yep. So uh, we that's it for us, right? You're done. You, yes. you got anything else? No. All that's right. all I got. So, uh, you can follow the show at FRS Slam on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show on Anchor if you listen there. FRS Slam. Uh, you can also get this podcast anywhere you get podcasts, whether it's on iTunes uh, for your Apple devices or any of your Android devices. You can the just corner store. The corner store? You get podcasts at yeah, the corner store? Yeah, just walk store? down to the corner store okay. and get yourself a, just, a, a, a bushel of podcasts. Just look up FRS Slam Radio or just FRS Slam. Uh, and, and you can also go to FRSSlam.com for all of your wrestling writing content. That's going to do it for us here today, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with a full Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver Philadelphia preview and predictions. We'll talk to you then, guys.